Good morning and welcome to the First United Methodist Church of Fort Worth. I am so thrilled that you are with us for worship this morning. My name is Lance Marshall. I'm honored to serve as the senior pastor of this congregation. And whether you're joining us here in our historic Fifth Street campus or from anywhere in the world online, either live right now or catching up later on on one of our podcasts or recorded services, I'm so thankful that you have joined us today. Again, a special word of welcome to our extended United Methodist Fellowship that worships with us every Sunday out in Cisco in Eastland County. God bless you all. So thankful that you are with, with us for worship this morning. Whether this is your 100th time or your first time here at the church, I hope that you know that you are loved and welcomed in this place. And if you haven't already, I would like to draw your attention to the end of your pews. There is a black folder there, and it's a chance for everyone to register their attendance and worship today. If you would do so by letting us know that you're with us, we'd really appreciate it. Please make sure to pass it on down the line. And if anyone thinks that they can show up to this worship service 10 minutes late and sit down in your pew, and not have that pad handed to them, well, you show them they're wrong. <laughs> and you make sure to pass that pad along to them. Also, for those of you who are worshiping online, if you would make sure to register your attendance today. If you're on social media, put your name in the chat functionality. If you're on our website, click the register button. We want to know that you're worshiping with us today. A uh, quick word of announcement. All of our words for the hymns and etc. are going to be on the screens. You can follow along there as we go through the service. Uh, I also want to let you know that we have something very special happening in the city at the last month of February, and our church is going to be participating in a very special way. So the last Sunday of February every single year is the Cowtown Marathon. It's a big party for our city. It's a whole bunch of fun, and our church is going to be participating in a very special way this year. I want to make sure that whenever a party happens in downtown, that the people of First United Methodist Church show up and bless people and show them the love of Christ and help make it that much better, expecting nothing in return. That's a small way where we can show people what this church and what Christ's love is actually like. And the way that we'll do that for Marathon Sunday is our church is going to sign up for the refill station at 5th Street in Houston. We need 30 volunteers to pick up a shift of some portion of that morning. And if so, if handing out water to marathon runners sounds more fun to you than actually running a marathon, I hope you consider joining us and being a part of that. Of course, we are going to have all of our normal programming here at church that Sunday morning. One of the things that you can do ahead of time in advance is to send a text message. I invite you to take out your phone right now if you would like. And if you text the letters F-U-M-C, like First United Methodist Church, to 55498. That signs you up to our church's alert list, and one of the things that we will make sure to do that morning is send you an alert reminding you, hey, the marathon is taking place. You might want to make sure to change the route that you take to church to ensure you don't get caught in traffic by those silly runners. And so I hope you consider that as a way to stay connected here. So typically at the church, as a senior pastor, I deliver the sermon. However, I am thrilled today that our newest associate pastor, Pastor Samuel Macias, will be preaching for us today. Samuel led at the 9.30 service, and he'll be preaching his first service here at 11 o'clock. Would you do me a favor and just warm up the room for Samuel? So thankful for him being a part of our church. Thankful for you joining us today, Samuel. One of the things that Samuel's participation at 9.30 allowed me to do was to go up to pastries with the pastors. Every few months we have a joining opportunity, a chance for people who are responding to God's call in their life to become a part of this portion of the body of Christ, our church, to learn more about our community, how we teach discipleship, how it is that they can experience transforming grace in their life. Uh, it's a gathering that we have, and then immediately following we have a service of joining and celebration. Uh, we had 60 people register to participate in the class, we just had a huge joining ceremony, three baptisms. It was a ton of fun this morning. I'm so thankful I got to be a part of it. Would you please join me in welcoming those folks with a round of applause who have found their home in Christ 
in our community. This place is so vibrant and so full of love. I am thankful for what Christ continues to do in and through each and every one of us. Now, our friends from the Crossroads Singers are here to lead us in worship. Let's prepare our hearts and minds as they lead us in the prelude. Make me an instrument of peace, I pray, O oh God above. Where there is hate and bitterness, let me sow seeds of love. Where there is wrong and injury, let me your part a share. Where there is doubt, let me sow
Good morning. I'm Reverend Phyllis Barron, one of your pastors, and I'm just so glad to be here with you today. Uh, we're about to have our call to worship, and you can find that in your bulletin or on the screens. And following that, we'll have our first hymn, number 154, and we're going to be singing verses 1, 2, 4, and 6. So I invite you now to stand if you're able for our call to worship. No matter how far we wander from you, O oh God, your steadfast love finds us. No matter how unjust the world seems to us, O oh God, your steadfast righteousness sustains us. No matter how vulnerable our lives seem to us, O oh God, your steadfast presence gives us hope. No matter how unloved and uncared for we feel, O oh God, you hear our cries and answer our prayers. Thanks be to God. Amen.
I invite you now as a congregation together to say the affirmation of faith. Early churches have said this for centuries together. You can turn to your hymn book on number 881, but I invite you to join me now. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. We now come to the time of baptism, which is a very sacred time in the, our church family and then in this family. And at this time, I invite Monroe May's family to please come forward for holy baptism. Baptism is a sign of God's mercy and love, reminding us that we do not come into this relationship with God on the basis of anything that we have done, but rather on the basis of God's acceptance and gracious invitation of love to us. Children have always had an important place among the people of God. Remember these words that Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such as these belongs the kingdom of God. So now to Monroe's parents, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. 
Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, all nations, and all races? If so, say, I do. And finally, will you nurture Monroe May in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example, she may be guided to accept God's grace for herself, to profess her faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, say, I will. I will. All right, I always like when Dad has a beard because we might be able to, hey, yeah. Yeah, that's another guy with a beard. He's trustworthy. Hey, Monroe, do you see this water? Do you want to touch it? Monroe, may I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and pray God's richest blessings upon you now and every day of your life. Amen. Would you all please place a hand on Monroe? You too, sis. Monroe, may the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of your Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Look at this baby. Okay, I'll turn this way so you can do it. I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that is so regularly <laughs> welcoming children, youth, and adults into the community of faith through baptism because it's an opportunity to not only experience this monumental step in the life of individuals and of their families, but it's also a chance for all of us to remember that when a child, a youth, or an adult is being baptized, they're being baptized into a community of faith. Not only a community of people who are like them, but a community of people who promises that through their example and work, they will make sure that children like Monroe May know what it is to be loved and celebrated and received by Christ. And so, would you please join me together in our congregational response. With God's help, we will so order our lives after the example of Christ that Monroe May, surrounded by steadfast love, may be established in the faith and confirmed and strengthened in the way that leads to life eternal. Amen. Thank you. Congratulations. like to invite the children to come down for our time together. Kids, come on. balcony bunch come on over oh good morning I'm really glad you're here you know this morning as I was headed out the door my wife gave me a hug and asked if I had anything exciting planned today and I said yes I get to get up in front of the whole church and talk about the temptation of Christ <laughs> with children 
So we're in the Gospel of Matthew, and we've been going down this whole story with Jesus. We remember when Jesus was born and the wise men came, and one of those reminders is that star. If you look up right above that wooden cross, can you find that star? <clears throat> yeah, and whenever we see that star, we remember the wise men who followed that star to Bethlehem, and they brought the gifts for Jesus when he was still very young. And then right next to that star is that dove that's flying down. When Jesus was baptized, the voice from heaven said, this is my son who I dearly love, and him I find happiness. And there was a dove that flew, flew down, and that was God's spirit dove. Well, this is kind of close after that story. So Jesus, right before it's time for him to start his time of preaching and teaching and calling the disciples and healing people, he goes out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. That number comes up a lot in the Bible, 40. And he fasted. And so he didn't eat much food, if any food at all, and hardly drank any water. And so then at the end of that 40 days, he was tempted. I'm going to show you the sign language. So everybody take your left elbow and tap it a couple of times. Tempted. Any tempt? Yeah, being tempted is when we're kind of being called by something inside ourselves or maybe another person to do something that probably isn't best for us, something that's not healthy for us, or something we may want to do, but maybe God doesn't want us to do. And so Jesus was tempted. Everybody say tempted again. Tempted. Like, hey, come do this. Come, come have that. Come eat another scoop of ice cream. But mom and dad said, dad said I shouldn't. Yeah, but it'd be cooler if I did. And that's what temptation can feel like sometimes. And Jesus was tempted by, well, one of the real bad guys in the Bible. Let's just say it out loud. Satan. That's who was there in the wilderness. And the, the adults are going to hear the whole story. But I'm going to focus on one small part of it. When Jesus, remember, Jesus hadn't eaten anything for 40 days or hardly anything, maybe just all he could find there in the wilderness. And Satan said, you know, I bet you're pretty hungry and you are Jesus and you're all powerful, right? Why don't you turn those stones into bread? I bet you'd like some bread right about now. And Jesus said, no, thank you. Jesus was not tempted to do that. And what I think is interesting about what Satan was trying to do there he was trying to tempt Jesus to be someone other than Jesus, and Jesus simply wouldn't do it. Sometimes I think the biggest temptation for all of us is when we're tempted to be someone other than ourselves, someone other than who God knows us to be. Remember, when, when Jesus was baptized, God said, you're my son whom I dearly love. I'm happy with you. And anytime someone is baptized, that's what God is saying. This is my dear child, and I love them very much just as they are. And sometimes, especially when we get older, it can be very tempting to try to be someone else. And Satan was trying to get Jesus to, you know, one of the things you don't see up there, you don't see a top hat and a magic wand, right? No. Jesus doesn't do magic tricks to show off how powerful Jesus is. Jesus performs miracles. And one of the most miraculous things that each one of us can do is not be tempted to be someone we're not. Well, I've talked about temptation a lot, and I want to close with a prayer, and it involves temptation, and we're all going to do it together. So I invite everyone to stand up. Everybody stand up. 
And everybody needs a partner. Miss Amber, will you come up and be my partner? So kids, stand up. Choir, stand up. Miss Amber, if you'll come up here. We've done it in here, but it's been a few years, so maybe this isn't quite a tired bit. All right? So everybody turn to your partner. I know, turning to each other in church, so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. All right, but you can do it. I believe in you. All right, so the first thing we're going to do is this. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do this, almost like London Bridge, where our, our fingers barely touch. Uh-huh, you're doing great so far. You're thinking, Mr. Mark, what kind of prayer is this you're about to see? Then we're going to go up and down and up and down. Then we're going to make a bowl. And then we're going to make fists, but be careful of the rings. Then we're going to lock fingers like this. Then we're going to turn them upside down, but don't you dare lift up like my brother used to do. <laughs> and then you're going to let go. And then right hand shake, left hand shake, everything shake, <laughs> and release. So we need a partner right here. You want to be to get one? You want to be here? Come over here. All right. All right. So there's words. You ready for the words? All right. Here we go. Let's start together, and we'll say the words together. You know them. Here we go with emotions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Have a seat. Good job, you. And any children who are going to come join us on the second floor, come meet at that door. The rest, if you're going back to sit with your parents, go sit with your parents. And let us stand again as we sing our hymn, 396.
Good morning, my name is Melody Shepherd. I'm on the board of stewards here at First Church. Um, our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter four, verses one through 11. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, updated edition, and invite you to read along in your own Bible or in one of the pew Bibles in front of you. It is on page three of the New Testament of the pew Bible. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit to the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by, the, by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. God speaks to us through the reading of scripture. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Melody. Muchas gracias. Uh, soy Samuel Macias, and we're sorry because sometimes we're struggling with the sound, and we go from Spanish to Inglés. So, perdónenes un momento por este malfunction that sometimes we're having, okay? Este, buenos días a todos. There you go. No, I'm just joking. I'm so glad that you are here. My name is Samuel Macias, and I'm one of the pastors here at first. And I'm so pleased. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so blessed to see you. And uh, gosh, I just want to tell you something about me so you can have more opportunity to know me. Uh, uh, I come from Mexico. I used to be in Mexico before 2014, but then we came here to serve at, at Central Texas Conference. And then because some issue, we have to move back to Mexico in 2019, and then we move back to forward uh, this November. So, and we were appointed, I was appointed to here to first, so I'm so happy to be here again. Uh, uh, gosh, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed. Uh, and, and believe me, it was a three-year period that was in Mexico, working, serving as a pastor, as a normal human being also. Uh, and by the way, it was in Spanish because I was in Mexico. So, if you kind of, I kind of lost you a little bit because of my English. Uh, forgive me for a moment because I'm getting to again to English uh, leaving thing. So, uh, por favor, <laughs> perdón. So, 
Also, uh, gosh, I want to tell you about more about me, but uh, there's a picture that I have that you can know a little bit of my family because my dad used to be a lay leader at church, at the Methodist Church in Mexico. He also was a lay pastor, uh, and he really, really loved to, to read, and he believed 100% in, in, in the Bible, and, and, and he understood when he was a young guy and he got married, he took literally the Word of God by when the God says, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> yep, so I'm the number nine of my family of 11 siblings, and, and I'm so blessed that my, God, my dad believed in that, because if you only like have a family of three or four like me, I have a family of three, imagine I would not be, I would not be here, so Thank God for my dad having that in mind to be fruitful and multiply. So there you go. And, and by the way, the guy that is on, on your left side, that's me. That's the skinny guy, the ugly one. I was the ugly duck. So este, that's me, Samuel. So that's me. But also, we get to have a lot of uh, experiences as family. And I really love and enjoy time with family. And I just remember when one of my girls, uh, I don't know, I have three, by the way, three girls and my wife, I, I think there's a picture. One of them, when she was little, I really enjoy when they were growing. And my first one, uh, she was growing. Uh, she really had a hard time walking. But she really enjoyed, when she started walking, she, she felt like she can conquer everything. But there, one, there, there was this one issue that she had. When she just saw the stairs, because we were living, they born at church. Believe me, they born at church. So we had this, this building that had a, a lot of stairs. But Sophia, oh, I'll tell who she is. Uh, but one of my girls, Sophia, when she was little, she had that hard time getting down and getting up through the stairs. She really struggled. She just go back and, and turn her back, and, and they went feet, and then the other struggling, really scared with fear. But, but when, when I got there and, hey, Daddy, here you are, he just gave me her hand. And I grab her so strong, and she will just face the stairs as a brave girl that she can conquer everything. Now, oh, where are your stairs? And she could just climb or go back and go down through the stairs like a grown-up with confidence, with, like, with, with power, so confident that her daddy have her. So she can go down and go up through the stairs with confidence. Gosh, I really treasured those moments. Now she's a grown-up, and, well, sometimes she just don't need me anymore, but my hand is always there. And I, that's my family. That's part of my life, and I'm really pleased to share something about that, but I'm not here to talk about my family. I'm here about to, I'm here to talk about the good news of Christ. And I'm so blessed to see you. I'm so blessed to, to have the opportunity to share this moment with you. Uh, gosh, it is so nice just to do this. Uh, I just want to take a little bit from last week's sermon. 
Because it is really important that, that, that what we received from last week, it, it really empowers me and encourages me. Those words from God when Jesus was baptized, and then a voice from heaven declared, this is my son. Keep that in mind because it's really important for this story. God is saying, God the Father, to Jesus and to the people, especially to Jesus, this is my son. Keep that in mind. Because the temptations of Christ comes from the devil. And it's really interesting because the evil incarnate after the 40 days that, uh, that Jesus had uh, in, on the desert, in the desert, gosh, Jesus was struggling. He was hungry. He was tired. And the devil had had three offers, three temptations for Jesus. So he goes to the first one, and he says, knowing that he's not in good physical shape, knowing that he's hungry, knowing that he is tired, he starts his, huff, his offer with this sentence, if you are the Son of God. That is, that is something. The devil has something in mind by saying those words to Jesus. If you are the Son of God. And then we know what is, what is coming. Let these stones become bread. And then with Jesus' answer, Jesus is not denying that he cannot transform those stones into bread. But the answer of Jesus is that, is that what gets me. One does not live by bread alone, but from words that comes from God's mouth. So in, in, by, by my understanding, what Jesus is saying, by my understanding, not yours, mine, Samuel, is that I don't have to prove you anything. I know who I am. I don't have to prove you about those stones becoming bread, even if I, hung, I'm, I am hungry. I don't have to prove you anything. So the devil comes again with a second offer. And again, he starts with the sentence. If you are the son of God. Hmm. So the devil has something in mind. If you are the son of God. And then what he does is something really interesting to me. Knowing that the devil knows the Bible. And he quoted Psalm 91. If you are the son of God, throw yourself. He'll send his angels to save you from dying. Hmm, interesting. But then Jesus answered, don't put the Lord your God to test. Again, from my understanding, I don't have to prove you anything. I know who I am, and I know who my Father is. So, at this point, the devil understands that Jesus knows knows who he is. So 
he has a, a third offer. Now he, he does, has not doubt about it that Jesus, well, Jesus knows who he is. I will not go from that way if you are the son of God. No, he knows he's the son of God. So I will, I will approach from a different perspective. So he says, at the top of the high mountain, he show him kingdoms in their glory. And he says, I give you all this if you recognize that I gave you all this. And then the answer of Jesus, go away. Not to you. All the glory to God and to him, I, I'll serve him. So he failed. The devil failed. Those three offers, those three temptations that he has for Jesus, he failed. So the devil left. And that keeps me thinking about how the devil always liked to twist the truth. Twisting the truth to make us fall to make us feel that God has distance from us or forgotten us. But please, look at you. All your accomplishments. The kids next to you. Your grandkids. You as a grandparent. What you have accomplished as a student. All that you have accomplished in your life. Even you conquered things like health. You were struggling with an illness, and here you are. You are breathing. You are alive. God has been with you. But once again, the devil likes to twist the truth. The Lord has blessed you, and if you're already blessed, believe me, the Lord has even more for, for you. So, if the Lord has even more for me, I know that to God be the glory. I must understand who I am. I am Samuel. I am a child of God. He goes with me wherever I go. And pay attention to this. He goes with me wherever I go, no matter what. No matter what, he goes with me. He promised me that. That he will go with me till the end of days. Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. There's a huge promise for me to not leave me, nor forsake me, and be with me wherever I go. No matter the path I chose, he will go with me and stay with me no matter what. Even if I have to be in front of the stairs and I'm scared the hell of it to go down or to go up, I know that the mighty hand of the Lord will be with me. So I will go down with confidence and I will go back with confidence because the Lord is with me. I'm blessed about that. I must understand who am I. I know that there will be times that I feel weak, lost, 
or that I feel like I have failed, or even worse, that I have failed the ones that I love. But also I know about His mercy, His grace that He promised to me. And you know what? He's my friend. He doesn't let me down. I know this. Jesus is still with you. You are part of his family. No matter what, no matter what others say, even, even if the devil himself says so, he wants to prove otherwise, but the Lord is with you. God is with you. He has never forgotten about you. God is close to you more than ever, and he wants you to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and one day he will come again, and that day will be a glorious day, believe me. God is good all the time, and he is close to you no matter how you feel. No matter how you look, no matter what you experience or what you are experiencing, God wants you to know that He is close to you. And His promise is this I will never leave you, nor forsake you, and I will be with you till the end of days. This is a good moment to pray. This is a good moment to have confidence that God is with us. And I don't know what your situation or what you are experiencing right now. But the Lord wants you to feel that He is close to you. If you can pray with me, can you close your eyes for a moment? And meditate in this word that comes from God. He wants to bless you. Close your eyes for a moment. Father God, thank you for reminding me that I am your child. And I received that title from you when I received Jesus as my Savior. Help me to feel your presence even in difficult times. May your Holy Spirit give me the strength to go through this world knowing that you are with me. Thank you for all that you have given me and still you have so much more for me. Don't let me forget this in times of struggle. So, Lord, together as your family, we can say these words that you taught us to pray with confidence. Here is your church saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Gracias, Samuel. Thank you for blessing us with the word today. I'm so thankful for Samuel and his ministry. I'm thankful that you got more of a chance to get to know him this morning. Samuel's ministry here at the church, like all the pastors of the church, is for all of you. One of the things on which he will be focusing is helping our church continue to grow and expand our ministries of prayer, opportunities for you to pray daily along with the church, with guided devotionals and prayer opportunities, as well as opportunities to teach you more about how to pray and grow in your relationship with God through prayer. Samuel will also be helping to start on ministries focused on giving men an opportunity to come together in discipleship and in community. So thank you, Samuel, for all of those ministries and all that you do. And I want to thank all of you as we respond by inviting forward our ushers to receive God's tithes and offerings. All of the ministries in our church are possible because you continue to live sacrificially so that you can live generously and support what God is doing in and through the First United Methodist Church of Fort Worth. I just got our final numbers where I think 47 or 56 Six people joined our church uh, this morning, and six of them were adult professions of faith, adults coming forward from no other congregation for the first time ever making a commitment to Christian discipleship, and things like that are only possible because of you. All of those contacts and those follow-ups and those cups of coffee and those chances for people to get connected and all of the Bible studies and Sunday school classes and small groups, all of that is possible because you continue to put God first with everything in your life, including your resources. As the plates come around, of course, you can place cash or checks into the plates. Uh, or if you're one of the families like mine that gives online now or anytime on your mobile device by going to fumcfw.org slash give now, I want to point your attention to the markers that are in the back of the pew in front of you. They say, I give online. And every time the basket comes in front of me, I put one of those markers into the pew. One, because that's how the majority of our church now gives and supports, but also because I also want to make sure my kids see that we are living sacrificially and generously and frankly. I got jealous of not having anything to put in the plate because I gave online, so I created those cards. And I want you to consider doing those as well. So now, would you please pray with me over the blessing on these gifts? Great and loving God, we give you praise for all of the blessings in our life and ask that you bless these gifts as we return to you a portion of what you have given to us. Please use these gifts and multiply them for the strengthening of the body of Christ, your church, and the coming of your kingdom. And it's in Christ's name that we give thanks and that we pray and say. Amen. Jesus fasted 40 days before the devil came to tempt him while his hunger left him weak and thin in frame. The devil said, O Son of God, if you are who you claim, then turn these stones to bread right now if power is your aim. Then Jesus turned to answer the devil then and there. In spite of being hungry, he was not in despair. We do not live by bread alone, he said to Satan's face. 
but we live by every word that God speaks out of grace. The devil entered Jesus to the holy temple square. He stood him on the temple's roof and made to him a dare. If you're the son of God, then throw yourself into the air. For scripture says the angels will then bear you in their care. Then Jesus turned to answer him, do not test the Lord. It's written in the scriptures too and cannot be ignored. But Satan was persistent and one more test he had to tempt our Lord the Son of God and hope to make him mad. And from there he took our Savior to a mighty mountain high that looked on all the kingdoms of this world both far and nigh all of these i'll give you if you fall upon your knees and singing hymns of praise you turn your heart to worship me jesus said to satan go away you prince of sin for scripture says serve only God and worship only him. This finally caused the devil to flee away from there. Then angels from the sky came down, put Jesus in their care. Jesus fasted Now that we come to the end of our worship service, I want you to know there's two things that we will always hear, have for you. One is over here, we see Lisa and Elaine is there, the on-ramp. Those are people that are your first-time visitors here or you're just trying to find your place in, the, in uh, the life of the church. Go there and they will help you find your place. And then also if you're our first-time visitor, there's a gift for you and your children. And then over on this side, we have congregational care. We have Marcia standing there today. And that's so you know you never walk alone. 
If you have something on your heart and you need prayer today, please go there and know that there's someone there that will be with you and will be able to just spend some time with you. Our gathering soon will be ended. Where will we go and what will we do? May grace, peace, hope, love, and joy forever accompany you. God bless you. Amen.